This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi there, thank you for joining us on Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Now, a couple of weeks ago, a former colleague of mine got in touch with me about an interesting new project he was working on. It's called Exchange Theatre, and basically it sees theatre being used as part of corporate training. I know, I know, initially I was sceptical too, but when Sun Heng sent me some videos of the work they were doing, I admit I went down a rabbit hole watching these videos on end and thinking, hey, this could actually be really useful for many organisations going through rapid change at the moment. And as much as I'd like to describe what they do and how their work is impacting culture and change in the workplace, I think I'll leave it to the professionals to do just that. Here's Lim Sun Heng, Executive Director of KL Shakespeare Players, and Marie Seng, Facilitator and Founding Director at Cultural Impact. Take it away, guys. Sure, of course. My name is Sun Heng, former BFM. <laughs> Enterprise, even. Uh, no, uh, my theatre company, KL Shakespeare Players, has been around for 10 years. This is our 10th anniversary. And because of the pandemic, we have pivoted to online. And because we were also doing some live performances for corporations, we went online because they still need training and don't know how to continue training in person. And so when we experimented online with them, they were really pleased. And as a result of that, we have now come up with a package of uh, online shows that we can offer to corporations. And Marie is very much involved in all of this because she is part of the corporate world doing uh, facilitation and coaching. On our part, we, we learn from her skills, but we bring to bear the, the issues that she's discussing with the audience, uh, with the corporate clients. We, we act out certain scenes. So we bring our theater skills into corporate training to create experiential learning. So that's where we are. And this has been a, a great year and a busy year considering the fact that, you know, people are all stuck at home. Okay. I thought, Sun Heng, you had done that very well. But yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm, uh, as, as uh, Sun Heng said, I'm a coach and facilitator. I've been in that space one year longer in Malaysia than uh, Sun Heng. Uh, Cultural Impact was uh, created in 2010. <clears throat> And my specialty, it's really in bringing diverse teams together. So anything that has to do with uh, developing cross-cultural competencies, creating empathy, helping people to open meaningful conversation, that's the space I like to, to come in and engage teams and cooperate in. But in training, one of the biggest challenges we face is always how do we move from the cognitive knowledge into the into action so when i encountered uh, well the, the third party you don't have here is gregory i know we brought here uh, exchange theater uh, in malaysia in uh, about uh, six seven years ago uh, i thought it was an amazing tool to to create that experience that Sun Heng was, to, was talking about. So that's how we all came together uh, using facilitation theater uh, and exchange theater to take training one step further. 
And it's been, as Sunghai said, uh, I've learned a lot from them. And I think that's the strength of our collaboration. It's not just a trainer using actors. It's a real collaboration where we, uh, we, we bring the best of both worlds to, to our clients. So, guys, I've seen the videos and I understand what the Exchange Theatre is about. And it's, it's, for me, it's, it's been an eye-opener. But maybe you could describe what the Exchange Theatre is and, and what you actually do with participants. For those who haven't seen these videos and don't understand it, if you could somehow put uh, the experience into words. Yeah, and this is something that you cannot do on TV since this is the radio, right? We cannot show anything. Yeah. yeah. In essence, we open the show online with the audience uh, and the audience have to turn, because it's online, they have to turn on their cameras and, and so that we can see them. The, the show is conducted by a facilitator who is called the lead master. And so he introduces how the show will go on. So we start by performing some scenarios that we have written with the help of the participants. The participants are you because they're from a specific company, they have certain issues they don't want to look at. So we perform those scenarios. And after performing the scenarios, we have a discussion with them about the scenarios, uh, how, how, they would, how they responded to it emotionally, uh, how, how, do they in, how did they interpret uh, those scenarios as, as to how do, you, how do they understand what, what went wrong? And then there are suggestions to improve it. And after that, we perform the scenarios again from the very beginning. And they have the opportunity to put up their hand and stop the scenario when they think that uh, somebody in the role, in, the, in, the, in the, one of the characters have said something or done something that, that they don't agree with. And then that person is invited onto the virtual stage to interact and suggest his or her suggestions, how to, how, to, how to solve the problem. So it becomes interactive, participatory. Uh, is that fair enough? Yes, I would just add one thing, uh, Audrey, here, the, because, uh, and that's exactly how it works. Uh, Suhan, you described that very well. But the, one of the really important elements that we add is in how we construct and build those scenarios. They're not off-the-shelf scenario to address empathy or communication or, uh, or, or bullying. Uh, they're really scenario built together with uh, the client, but the client, not just the HR or the leadership team. They come to us with, a, we want to talk about diversity, for instance. And they say, we think these are the problems that we have. And then we conduct really uh, thorough interviews throughout the organization and sometimes we come back to them and say no this is not the problem that you have <laughs> this is what your people want to talk about so when the audience comes and watch the scenario as Suhan said that's where the the power of the tool is because it's so close to their reality while at the same time offering the distancing that theater can provide people are compelled to act, to act you know, because uh, you might, from what you heard from Sunghai, you might think, well, in Malaysia, people might be a bit shy to, yeah, <laughs> to join yeah. and to act. It's never been the case. The scenarios and uh, are so compelling 
And I've had people at the beginning telling me, no, 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 that's not going to work. And they were the first one to put up their hand because they said, no, we can't let that happen. Um, so that's really a combination. Why it's a powerful tool, it's because of the quality of our script writers, the quality of our actors, and that's thanks to KL Shakespeare players who have really uh, well-trained actors in, in that field that we can provide a tool that goes beyond, I think, anything that has been done with theater in training. Often in companies, they have, uh, they bring in a trainer and they do role playing. And so they use people who are from the company to kind of role play a situation. For me, it's, yeah, it's the next best thing. But in that kind of role playing, because these are people you know so well and, and, it's, and you're seeing them role playing, it becomes sometimes uh, an opportunity for the joker to play crazy and and for some it doesn't work so well yeah and because now you've got actors who are in a position of playing the character for real then something happens in the in the uh, improvisation uh, Marie, you mentioned uh, diversity, and I think uh, Sun Heng earlier you mentioned um, empathy and culture. But uh, what are some of the modules that have been popular with corporates here? You know, are there specific corporate issues that this kind of training um, is best used for? Um, I, I would say anything that has to do with behavior change can be addressed with exchange theater. So we've used it for gross mindset. We've used it to create uh, genuine listening. We've used it to as open, difficult conversation. We've used it to address safety in organization. Um, what else have we done, Suha? I'm sorry, I did this. <laughs> um, unconscious bias. Unconscious bias. Of course, cultural challenge. That's the one we're yeah. mostly uh, yeah. dealing with. But anything, any situation that engages two people and, and when you look at leadership today as a leader, 90% of, of the role of a leader is to deal with people. And, and the difficulty that we often had, and that's what we see in training, you know, when you put situation or case studies, people are really prompt to say, oh, they should do this, or this, this party should, uh, should react in this way, and, uh, and this one is not good, and, and put the blame. When you use exchange theater, it's a very different story. You can have all these ideas, but the next step is that you're in front of an actor who's going to react to your proposition and who's going to take you to the limits of what you can do with that proposition in a nice, compassionate and, and caring manner. So as Sumhai said, sometimes in improvisation, you have a bit of fight of, uh, of ego or people want to put the other in a you know, to look to look out better out of the improvisation, not our actors. They're really here uh, to help the participants go uh, make the most of the proposition that they had. So anything that, that requires awareness also on the impact of your behavior, because that's something when we talk about unconscious bias, that's the harder thing. Uh, majority of people will tell you, no, I'm not biased. <laughs> Until they actually uh, they actually see it, and um, exchange theater helps people also realize how their behavior impacts uh, people around them. So when we've done work so hang in uh, in uh, gender diversity, for instance, it was quite interesting to hear some managers say, "Well, we take these actions because we want to be caring and protecting of of women." 
And the women, because of the scenario we've put there, being able to say, yes, but whoever asked us, I'm, uh, I'm thankful that you're worried that I might be in a difficult position, but I'm okay. I'm happy to go there. <laughs> so the Exchange Theatre provides that platform where people can safely express their view without feeling put on the spot or being blamed and providing a greater context and, and presenting any situation in its full complexity. Yeah, the scenarios are constructed in such that there are no villains. I mean, you, you think about any, any office, people may think so-and-so is a villain, but from that person's perspective, this person is trying to do his or her best. Exactly. Nobody, goes, nobody goes to work and says, today I'm going to go sabotage Audrey. Huh? <laughs> when I'm going to go to her podcast and I'm going to mess it all up. Now she's going to re-interview re, re these people. No, nobody goes to work to sabotage their colleagues. Right. They may not get along very well, but they don't go in with, I'm going to hurt somebody. So the scenarios are created in such that there are no villains. But notwithstanding that, there is an issue that prevents true communication and that's why it allows people to step in who are watching the situation to say look i can do something and and in a way once you have seen the scenario and the scenario is repeated and you are aware of if nobody interferes the outcome will be the same you, you put yourself in that position i know if in the office i know this will happen and if i don't say anything then in a way you are participatory in the in the problem, so this is why why it works. Yeah. Another thing that is in, um, really valuable in exchange theatre is sometimes when we do training, there's always a, an expectations of participant that the trainer will provide solutions, method, will problem step by step way of addressing. Even when you look at feedback, when you look at genuine listening, you know, you have this body language and you listen in this way and you say, <laughs> you know, you nod and you and that will show that you're a good listener. In real life it's never like this. Every situation is unique, as we say, every person is unique. So through um attending exchange theatre and the follow-up programs that we do because we go beyond just exchange theatre. That's where I said the collaboration between uh, myself and the actors is very close because I sometimes have to act out <laughs> and step in uh, and, and the actors are becoming facilitators as well, uh, creating that closeness with, with the participant. And hence, it gives a whole... Um, an entire repertoire of behavior that, that possibly could solve a solution in different manner. So it's not about getting a, a, a checklist <laughs> or a method. It's really about connecting with the other. And that's what we do through the theater. You know, I think for the most part, we all know what we should do. We all know cognitively. Yes. Yes. No, especially when we have time to sit back and think about, okay, what happened? If I could replay the situation, I would do it differently. We, so in other words, we know what to do up here, but we don't always do it. And the, and the experiential facilitation and, and of, of exchange theater allows you to step in and try things out. And maybe also let you... Think about why is it you don't interfere or why is it you don't do what you think you ought to do? 
you know we can talk a good game but we don't always do what we we think is the best so this is a way that allows some kind of a self reflection and mm. become self aware yeah All right, it's time for us to take a quick break. But when we come back, we discuss Zoom fatigue and the future of exchange theatre post-pandemic. We're talking about theatre in corporate training on Resource Centre today. Stay tuned, BFM eighty-nine point nine. Brand friendly marketeers, BFM eighty-nine point nine. You are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me right now, I have Marie Singh, facilitator and founding director at Cultural Impact, and Lim Sun Heng, executive director of KL Shakespeare Players. And we're talking about exchange theater and using theater in corporate training. You mentioned earlier that there is a diagnostic process to a certain extent, like you have to meet uh, with with the people from the organization and and kind of interview them to understand the issues uh, that they are facing before you actually, I guess, recommend and execute uh, a session with them. Right? Can you talk to us about that yes. process? Um, and that's crucial uh, because you want people to be engaged from the beginning. So you cannot just tell them and say, "Okay, you need to be more inclusive in your organization for whatever reason." We need to know what is the situation in that particular organization. What, where could the resistance come from? Mostly that, because again, we all, one of the key thing is to pr- present always the complexity of the situation. So if we're going when we had to do a session for the, uh, you know, gender equality at the board level, it's a really complex topic in in Malaysia, and and most people will say yes, it's not quite there, but you know, it's not our fault because there's no uh, women, there's no women to choose from, and and even women were reluctant to address that topic. They say we don't want to to hear that we are there because we're women. We want to say we're here because we are competent. So it's key for us in how we build the scenario to extract all that so that it's out there. You were talking about the elephant in the room. We put it there, and people cannot watch. It's already gone addressed before they start watching the show, and then they can really really engage. Um, So that's one. So when we do interviews, it's not a, uh, at all uh, a consultant uh, audit. It's really to get the the mood, the feel of the people, to hear stories. We want to pick up the lingual of the people in the organization. I always say when we did a session for Microsoft, uh, our actors became Microsofties. <laughs> Uh, we did a session for um, Espicetia. Our actors were Team Setia, <laughs> so and that's that's key, so that we create that closeness between the audience and our actors, and they will only buy into what we're doing if we are relevant to them. It's about putting a mirror in front of people, so that that first phase is essential, so that we open the right conversation. Okay, I mean it's a it's a it's a long process. It's not just like you know uh, you say ah we want to have a show and then can you come in next week? It just doesn't work that way. And uh, as Marie has kind of indicated that it's a, a much longer process, six to eight weeks. Uh, I don't think in terms of weeks. I think like two two and a half months to three months. And uh, 
HR usually we, the, is the group we, we deal with. They will give us a kind of uh, uh, an outline or uh, the scope of how, what kind of issues we want to look at. But then we get the opportunity to talk to different people within the organization to sound out and to understand one, the culture of the company, uh, the issues as seen from different perspectives. And mm. then only we go about uh, putting the scenarios together. And at, at some point, we also invite the, the HR back to showcase to them uh, what we have done. Uh, and then they will give us some suggestions and then we tweak them before we go live. And this is bec- and, and this is why I guess you don't have like a set module for each uh, issue. So I, I mean, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same scenarios for empathy at company A as it will be for company B, right? Every scenario is different. Even if we have, uh, like with cultural challenges, for instance, because it was created for a showcase, it's broad enough that a lot of clients relate to that, but we cannot just play them that way for any client. Once we're engaged for a particular organization, it needs to be adapted and fine-tuned to capture the exact uh, lingo, to ex- ex- uh, the exact uh, setting of a meeting, to uh, capture the exact uh, challenges or, or problems that they are trying to solve. All right. Now, is there anything that the exchange theatre addresses that's missing in, in traditional training? Like if we were to go back, say, five years ago, pre-pandemic, uh, well, Five years ago. Let's go back. Let's go. It feels like it's been five years. I'm sorry. Let's go back a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, in the way that um, traditional corporate training would have addressed these issues. Is there anything that the exchange theatre now does that does better? Well, that's a really good question, Audrey, to follow up what uh, Suheng was just saying. I think the key thing is the practice. I always like to use the uh, the comparison with sports. You know, when you have somebody who's uh, an athlete, you don't expect them to become a world champion within a day. <laughs> yeah, it takes years and years of practice. Same with music. Before you have a virtuoso playing the violin, how many years and hours of practice behind? With leaders, with people in organization, we expect them to perform the moment they get the promotion or get the title. And there's very little time to practice. So with Exchange Theatre, that is what we do. We give them that opportunity. And as Sunghe said, sometimes you know, afterwards we think about what we would have done. So by addressing that through theatre, they, they can already have that practice. And the next time they face the situation in real life, they can build on what they've done or what they've seen their colleagues do. So I think that is the, uh, if there was one thing I would extract, it's really this. The live practice uh, with actors now who are very well versed into many of the challenge in the corporate uh, that can respond to them. Okay, so the elephant in the room here is the fact that all of this is being done Online, I can imagine mm. this experience would be so much richer in person, but uh, yeah, of course, this is obviously being done online. Now, everyone's also talking about Zoom fatigue. I know I'm done doing these interviews online. I miss having warm bodies in the studios with me, but how do you keep participants engaged uh, throughout your sessions? Uh, you know, if you have the actors playing out the scenarios and how do you ensure that the guys behind the screens, they're engaged as well? Well, 
I know I know Sun Heng as an actor misses the real life audience <laughs> because they that <clears throat> that warmth and that dynamic is is unique when you have everyone in the room in the room from a trainer's perspective um I see that as a different tool but in terms of effectiveness I think it is as effective um and when you're talking about zoom fatigue that's also a topic that we were we're work, we were working on with a, a client and it creates the same thing you know when people come to exchange theater live in a training um they expect a certain setting you know where you'll have your tables and the, and they come in and it's like whoa what's going to happen here <laughs> and KL Shakespeare players have been able to recreate that war moment online. So when people come and join us, it's not a normal Zoom meeting. It's like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> so you, you, you put them in a different space. Um, and what I like is when we, because we're online, we're, there's a certain closeness in a sense. And as the lead master, we're able to call on people and somehow but people will respond. You know, when you call someone's name, they just jump in and 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 and, uh, and, and participate. So we haven't had um, an issue of people not not engaging online as well. And that's why Sun Heng started by saying, you know, it's important that people put on their their camera. And even that small thing, we've had participants to our online sessions say. Wow, that makes such a difference <laughs> to have a meeting where I can see people, and so it, it creates again that uh, that closeness. So yes, it's different. Is it less effective? I wouldn't. I don't think so. And we're able also online to immediately uh, follow up uh, the exchange theater with some facilitation that really engaging then everyone in the room on what they have seen, what they can do, how it relates to their reality. Yeah, in a live performance, we can have a larger audience, but with online, it's a little bit smaller. And the, the, But being online, we can see people's faces. And because we are performing so close to the camera, they can see our eyes, which they cannot see when, they are, uh, when we are performing live. They see our bodies. So there are some compensation, you know, uh, and Marie is right. For us, uh, performing online is certainly not as satisfying as performing live. But it is a, a, an experience that's also pushing our skill sets because we are all, in essence, in all the actors are in different spaces. Yeah, Each in front of their own webcam or, or phone cameras that we are using. And we have to kind of like mark our walls. Okay, so-and-so is on my right. So I, I turn uh, to, to see this person. Uh, so-and-so is uh, further down. So we have to check our eye line. So we spend hours getting all these technical aspects correct. Wow. And here I was imagining all of this is being done, you know, like all of you were together and playing out these scenes, but it's mm, all done no. in the confines of your own home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. And you, I know you, you can see the green screen behind me, right? Yes, yes. And so we all have green screens. Every actor has a green screen so that we can have uh, backdrops that are created that, so that we, are, we appear as if we are in the same space. So, for instance, right now we are, we are rehearsing also Romeo and Juliet. So Romeo has to kiss Juliet and Romeo is in Clang. Juliet is in... Uh, <laughs> 
Klana Jaya. And then you can see that they are like, you know, if you catch up individually, they're just turning their heads. <laughs> but this is something we have to practice. Same thing for exchange theatre. No kissing there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, amazing. Okay, before I let the both of you off the hook, I, I have to ask uh, what you see happening in the future. You know, What do you see happening to the exchange theatre post-pandemic? When we go back to the theatre for the arts, for entertainment, will there be continued focus on this revenue segment? Well, from my side, uh, exchange theatre online has offered amazing opportunity. Uh, as I told you, I work in the field of cross-cultural uh, communication. So the teams I work with are all over the world. And having online sessions allows me to bring people who never ever work face-to-face -to, -face to come together in a really engaging event. So I, it's been an amazing development for, for us and I see that continuing. Uh, for organization as well, having that option of going online or face-to-face. -face. And it's not one or the other. I think the, new, the two needs to come together, but it's also more cost-effective because you don't have to pay all the logistic costs that comes mm. with, uh, with, with training. So it can allow for shorter session, more repeated session, easier for people to jump in. So uh, I think I'm really... It was the silver lining of the COVID in, in the training field uh, to be able to force us to upskill, <laughs> which is always mm -hmm. what we tell our clients to do, uh, to upskill, to think out of the box, how can we do things better and now combine, uh, combine the two. And, uh, yeah. yeah, from my perspective, may, Marie may lose some actors who just cannot stand doing online anymore. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we'll do both. <laughs> we'll do both. Let's work out a hybrid model mm. here. Yeah. Um, any of our listeners out there are keen uh, to learn more about the Exchange Theatre or for organisations who would like to uh, have you guys come do a session with them, um, is there a website that they could go to? How can they be in contact with you? Well, they can either go to Cultural Impact uh, Contact. They can sign up to our, to our newsletter. So it's uh, www.culturalimpact.org, not .com, .org. <laughs> um, and uh, we are organizing this year regular showcases. Uh, the next one will probably be coming up in, uh, in June. Um, so they will be updated on this. And that's the best way. You started up this conversation, Audrey, to say, how do you describe exchange theatre? And say, you have to experience it. Yeah. <laughs> so the best way is to, um, to attend uh, one of our uh, showcases uh, that will be coming. And if you visit also uh, www.klshakespeare.com.mine. Dot com dot mind, then you will also, yeah, you will have uh, you will have information on that. If you Google KLSP Exchange Theater on YouTube, you will also find the the, the video. All those amazing there. videos, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, thank you both for your time today. Thank you very thank you. much. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. All thank right. you. Mm. 
I've been speaking with Marie Singh, Facilitator and Founding Director at Cultural Impact, and Lim Sun Heng, Executive Director of Kale Shakespeare Players. Now, if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website, bfm.my. You can also find it on the BFM app, available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. Just search for Resource Center or Exchange Theatre. We'll be back again same time next week for more Resource Center. Till then, this is Audrey Raj for Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.